0: Hello, this is Notes from the Back Row, a podcast like no other,
1: different themes, rotating hosts, and so much more. So strap in
0: for a veritable cinematic Coney Island of the Mind. Hello, this is notes from the back row, <laughs> <laughs> the official podcast of backdashroad.com. Champions of unsung and underrated cinema. The, go to backdashroad.com. You can find lots of stuff there. Year-end lists from everybody. Myself, Carlo, Veronica, mm. uh, Jenna. You can also find my interview with uh, Shadow Stevens over there. If you're a Patreon member, you can check out the video, but it'll also be in the podcast feed as well uh so hmm, don't forget Yeah, but the to video go there. is extra fancy though yeah yeah video is good so don't yeah. forget to go and check that out uh of course this is an episode of cream of the crud where carlo and i talk about what we've been watching news of notable releases movies we've screened and much more it's a potpourri of podcasting for the cinematically deranged my name as always is dan corman and i'm here with carlo what's up yeah
1: <laughs> it's me oh
0: it's been a little while so we're back at it yeah
1: yeah we're not yeah. doing them very frequently anymore i feel these days but we're doing other stuff it, yeah like your interview with shadow stevens that's that's good stuff as well so
0: yeah you know, so gotta make uh, yeah, space I feel for like other we're things. doing like not every week but like every every mm-hmm. couple weeks now yeah like
1: once a month at least yeah yeah catch up yeah, on we some try make sure to have that some releases some stuff <laughs> uh yeah i mean I, I feel like we're gonna have a lot to talk about have, have there been a lot of releases i don't know i, I just uh i'm not super good in keeping track of all that stuff like i'm kind of relying on you to to make notes yeah. of uh, blu-ray releases and, and all that so man yeah. i've been
0: buying more oh yeah yeah what you've I like I like I purchased uh, just the other day. I pre ordered the American Scream. Oh, yeah. And while I did that, I was like, well, I'm here. I guess I'll buy. Uh, <laughs> <Less>. <laughs> What was that movie? Uh, oh man, oh god, oh. oh tough guys don't dance. <laughs> tough guys don't dance. Yeah, I was like, I might as well buy this too. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: I guess if you're yeah. buying vinegar, uh, don't yeah. they have like a place in Canada that they ship from as well, so the shipping isn't that much for you or something? I don't
0: know. I I think I pay sometimes for the border.
1: Oh, oh, okay. Um, hmm.
0: But yeah, and so I pay... also purchased the Ernie game recently.
1: Oh yeah, so isn't that vinegar just been as buying, well? Yeah. Yeah. Oh okay okay is
0: it is it a lot label. like shipping it's not great it depends on mm. where you get it from but yeah i find i like maybe five six years ago there was a time where i'd be like i can't even buy anything from the states like it's like, oh really you, know, you buy a you buy a 15 shirt and it's like 25 dollars shipping and i'm like i'm just not gonna do that
1: yeah um, yeah that's uh <laughs> basically always been the case for me but i figured like i'm i don't know like canada and, and the usa it has to be like Yeah, not that much, but I guess it doesn't really matter. And and also like national shipping, like you said that shipping stuff to the like other side of Canada is like way more expensive than shipping stuff to the States.
0: Yeah, sometimes it is.
1: Yeah, I can't wrap my mind around that. It should be like the same if it's in the same country, at least that's the way it's here. But then again, my country is small. So mm.
0: (laughs) I think that's the thing, like shipping to Vancouver or something is really fucking far away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is, I guess. (laughs) Compared, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, who knows um, how it works.
0: Yeah, my my order from Vinegar Syndrome had like, you know, it was like $50 with $8 shipping. So like That's not too bad. Pretty pretty, pretty good. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty good. I can't like complain eight, about that. Yeah,
1: like 8 Canadian dollar shipping.
0: Uh, eight USD. Oh, okay, okay. So, I was gonna say like so, eight yeah.
1: Canadian dollars. That's like barely anything, is it? <laughs> I mean, in US dollars, yeah. that's like I don't know, five maybe.
0: Yeah, it's pr eight. Eight dollars is probably like what, like twelve or something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dan Math is probably not on there, but whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've also uh, pre-ordered a couple of things that are coming out soon. Uh, Eureka is putting out uh, Dreadnought and Knockabout and mm. U- UMBL movies. um so yeah i pre-ordered those and to my surprise they didn't even um there was no shipping i didn't have to pay any shipping and according to the people on blu-ray.com the forums eureka is a like an ioss registered registered shop which is a new thing uh, for shops in the uk Um, you basically won't have to pay customs or like uh Mm. any kind of tax on um, you know uh, before it gets here so that's oh, nice yeah. i always try to look out for that because uh yeah with brexit it's, it's just become harder to buy stuff and not pay mm-hmm. twice the cost uh like a blu-ray of 15 euros will become 30 euros and i'm, I'm not paying that for any <laughs> blu-ray yeah um so yeah yeah those yeah, are coming wild. out in march i believe those yomyo movies so yeah nice uh, it's been a while since i pre-ordered anything so
0: mhm well, speaking of free, if you want to watch a movie for free, you can do that. Uh, we have our Buddy screenings. Uh, you can go to credbuddies.club and find all of our information there, our Discord server, where we talk about movies and such. And you can also find all of our event dates. Mm. There's a link there if you scroll down. But uh, something that we watched recently, uh, I programmed this movie just, you know, heard about it, saw it on YouTube, or I think I maybe even had, I think I uploaded the VHS rip of it, but Hmm. the last season, 1987.
1: Oh yeah. I, I I don't
0: think you saw that, right? No,
1: I wasn't there. I was doing off doing other stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So you'll have to fill me in. Um, well, I've I've read the letterbox (laughs) review, so I sort of know what to expect, but yeah. Yeah. We mentioned
0: it on the last episode. Hmm. Um, and yeah, this was, I, I think there's of the, let's see how many reviews, one, two, three, four, Not a lot. five, of this of the six reviews on Letterboxd now, all of them are from our screening except for two. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Two two were there already. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so is it, this is like a backwoods revenge kind of thing, is it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. shot on video. Hmm. And I think the director Roger Czar uh, made one other movie. Hmm. (laughs) I wish (laughs) (laughs) this movie could have used some Zadar action
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah I mean any movie is improved by Robert Zadar's presence but yeah
0: yeah so this was like this this kid is living with his like grandpa and grandma in a cabin and the whole beginning of the movie is him being like oh like we killed like a deer and now we're eating deer for dinner and like it wasn't, you know, mm. it wasn't right because we don't, we didn't have to kill for, you know, survival. We were just killing like to, to kill him and eat him or whatever. And we, you know, it wasn't him or us. And, you know, he's like ruminating on murder, you know, like. thinking, of, thinking okay? of becoming
1: a vegan. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Basically. Um and so then that that turns into this situation where these hunters show up accidentally kill his dog then murder his grandfather then murder his grandmother Jesus,
1: how how old is this
0: kid uh he's okay so here's another thing about this movie uh i think curtis said it best in the chat he was saying like this mike character is like the kid from don't panic where you're like like (laughs) 30 going on 12
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. okay that makes sense now i can sort of he's like yeah.
0: acting really young
1: okay but he's probably like in his 20s then yeah he,
0: he i think he's supposed to be a high school like but he oh. looks like a. yeah he looks oh, like okay. maybe 1920 like a
1: kid and a picture in like elliot and et and like man this, this sounds rough <laughs> but yeah if he's like at least high school yeah upper teens
0: hmm okay yeah okay. and so then he's gonna take revenge but this photographer woman shows up and is almost assaulted and he saves her and then they team up against these these dudes mm. um and like for a shot on video movie like it's pretty like it's shot with a little bit of style it's like it's not gonna blow you away but like they're trying <laughs> to be filmic they're trying to okay you know, you're trying to do something here, and it—I I won't say that it was great, but it was one of those things that sits right in that middle ground of like, wow, that was better than it had to be, but also like not so good that it was exciting the whole way through. Okay. But like, <laughs> honestly, not bad. Like, hmm. like it wasn't too shabby. Um,
1: yeah, for a movie that could have gone either way, because there's nothing out there, no one talking about yeah. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess that's pretty good.
0: Yeah, it could have been brutal, but yeah. no, it was pretty good. <laughs> so, okay, cool. yeah, that was uh, the last season. <laughs>
1: nice. What's up next?
0: Um, I think what's he... up next is another one that I just kind of programmed because we have access to it.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, that's a um, good call. I mean, they're there, so might as well use yeah. it. Yeah,
0: Top Kids 1987, uh, A Journey nice. Through the History of the Automobile. I... Really? What? (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: It's like about these kids that go through time and learn about this car.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this sounds interesting. Top kids. Among appearances in the movie are
0: Henry Ford, Mercedes Benz.
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah, it's about a a
0: group of future computer hackers that wire an arcade game to work as a time machine and then learn about the history of the automobile. so we'll
1: see. yeah okay okay we'll see we'll Could really see. go either way yeah yeah i'm not i'm yeah. not getting my hopes up but we'll see 1987 yeah. it's about hackers 160 is it man this movie's almost two hours Dan, is, is that it? right no,
0: no 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 that's not right
1: okay then no that that I, came I, up I...
0: on the youtube somebody was like is well, not isn't isn't this supposed to be two hours and i yeah. looked it up and i was like i don't think that's true
1: Oh, okay. Then, like, someone on movie database must have fucked up. Uh, yeah. Is there even an IMDb? Yeah, th- there is. Yeah, there is. What, is. what does IMDb say? Let me see. It's It
0: says the two hours.
1: Uh, yeah, IMDb also says two hours. Maybe there's, like, a two-hour version out there. There are maybe be.
0: Ours is an hour and 18 minutes, so. Sounds good.
1: <laughs> that <Yeah>. sounds
0: ideal. <laughs> Just compared the to... Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. I'm on IMDb now, and one of the writers... That name rings a bell from like Canadian cinema. Oh, it's a French name. It's like uh, Jean-Paul Ouellette. Ouet- 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 I don't oh, know yeah? how to pronounce it. But yeah, oh, that name rings a bell, I feel. The Unnameable?
0: The Unnameable. I've seen that.
1: Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah he's a producer Yeah, that. Might, he might even be a director on that. Director too. Yeah, see, there you go. Okay, so mm-hmm. writer, director of The Unnameable. I have not seen The Unnameable. Unname, uh, unnameable. It's almost Unnameable. It's um, unmemorable.
0: I'll tell you that.
1: Yeah, oh, uh, there's two I know, but I haven't seen either. So, <laughs> what's um.
0: up with the unnamable twos title, the statement of Randolph Carter?
1: <laughs> I didn't know that was the that was the title, but okay.
0: The little subtitle, the Unnameable two, the statement. Of, yeah. Like, I can't wait to see this movie about a statement. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be a like, Lovecraft thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, I bet. It sort of reminds me of the movies I have in my list uh, of like movies, like titles and posters and whatever that made me laugh. What, what's the one yeah. called? Um, oh, fuck. Like favorite son. Uh, yeah. Target favorite uh, son. And then there's another one. Like, called, like, uh, Oh
0: fuck. I yeah. I remember that now. target target favorite son or something. And it's about like that. The like president's kids going to get killed or something. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Some posters like that. Like the, the yeah. least exciting sounding titles ever. There yeah. was another one that was really funny. It sounded, it sounded sort of more like a, Like a street sign than a movie title. Um, Yeah. Something like trespassing something. (laughs) I'll find it. I'm looking it up now, but yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, while you find it, so everyone doesn't email us and say, Dan is really stupid. I just looked it up. (laughs) I know the statement of Randolph Carter is a story by H.P. Lovecraft. (laughs) (laughs) It's still a stupid name for a movie. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, it is. That just doesn't i don't know it doesn't doesn't speak to the the, no it doesn't speak to the imagination at all (laughs) lovecraft kind of lovecraft Lovecraft, i guess yeah you got you got it yet no i don't have it yet but i'm just like looking at my list and i'm like man this is such a good list (laughs) 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 what's
0: the name of the list
1: oh i've changed the title a couple it's like posters slash title slash taglines etc that made me laugh
0: Okay, yeah, 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 You know the, that's you know, a good list.
1: You know the list, yeah. You know the list. Yeah, I'm check
0: just, it out if you're listening. Yeah.
1: Check me out letterboxd.com slash psychopike and you will find it. Yeah.
0: Well then let's get to some questions.
1: Let's do it. All found, right, if you I found want. It. Sorry, I oh, found what the title. It's called Private Road Colon No Trespassing. That's that's the title <laughs> of a movie. <laughs> that's just yeah, anyway. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds exciting. I mean, it's one of those titles that's so like stuck in my head now, like that in the Target favorite song that I'm like, I'll, I'll probably watch it at one point just to get it out yeah. of my head.
0: <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure I uh, I think I watched it, but there was that movie Baby Monitor Sound of Fear or whatever. Oh, and yeah. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to end up watching this.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <sighs>
0: Uh, if you want to ask us a question, you can go to crudbuddies.club and join the Discord server where you will find us. And we have a channel you can ask us questions, much like Vieras Tallow asked us here today, saying, With the ever rising nostalgia for old tech that bleeds into various horror things, what do you think will be next in the field? A horror movie about an RCA CED? A found footage shot entirely on the Game Boy camera? Um. <laughs> So my that, my head yeah, that, immediately went to do Do you know what hit clips are?
1: No, um, I think I don't. But so yeah, hit, let's hit, say not. Hit clips <laughs> were these little these little things,
0: uh, these little like music things for kids, which were basically there was a little player and it had a little like microchip sized little cartridge, and you could put it in and it would play you like sixty seconds of a pop song. <laughs> And oh. Like really, really low, like, like incredibly low bit rate, okay. um, like almost <laughs> unlistable bit rate. <laughs> <Jesus>. when, <laughs> so, when
1: was this a thing?
0: In the 90s.
1: You, yeah. Like early 90s? That uh, must have been
0: like early to mid. Okay. It was like Britney Spears hit me one more time, like yeah. that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's got to be a, there's going to be, you know, 90s nostalgia, you know, smashes into technology <laughs> nostalgia and we get, somebody gets a hit clip at a uh, used store and he puts it in and it's the sound of a murder or somebody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah.
1: yeah that's <laughs> uh, sure. Why not? I mean, they're making yeah. st- stupid high concept bullshit. Like,
0: yeah, I feel the, like especially like the conversation for Nickelodeon kids.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Game yeah. Boy cra- Camera was a great pick uh, from Vero's, but I don't know if I could handle more than like 15 minutes of, of mm-hmm. those visuals because that's rough looking, man. Like Game Boy Camera. Yeah. Also, it will probably be like a paranormal activity kind of thing. Like yeah. everything through the eyes of the ga- Game Boy Camera, I guess. Unless they use yeah. it like sparingly and it's like more like a haunted Game Boy Camera. Sort of like, I don't know. Aren't there like uh, first-person bits and evolver as well? Maybe, yeah, like yeah. Maybe like that would be okay. Uh, what yeah. about like uh, 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 red light of death? Remember that? Like Xbox three hundred and sixty, the the inevitable oh. <laughs> death of ep- every Xbox three hundred and sixty, just waiting yeah. around for that red light. <laughs> like instead of the red light <laughs> meaning your your console's dead, your number is up or something. Yeah, <laughs> that, that could yeah. be a thing.
0: Your your dead system is, like, scanning your room waiting to mm-hmm. murder you or something.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, very ominous. Yeah. <laughs> Th-
0: there was also a camcorder in the, I want to say, 90s, but it could have been 80s. It was called mm. the PXL 2000. And it was Fisher Price. And what it was was you could, per- like, you know, cassette tapes that you listen to music on. You could purchase those and that's what this camcorder would use for video. Okay. And so it had this really weird like quality to the video of because it was like recorded on something that wasn't necessarily made for video, Mm -hmm. but uh, like, like, I think it was like 120 by 90 pixels or something like it's like similar to Game Boy camera, but you could like actually film it on this (laughs) tape and conceivably put it somewhere else. Yeah.
1: Hmm.
0: Pretty, pretty weird. I could see that being used for some kind of a found footage movie.
1: Sure. I mean that yeah. those are like deep cuts like th- this is stuff I've never even heard of so uh yeah I don't know maybe it was just like paying not paying enough attention to all that stuff <laughs> Yeah.
0: Hmm.
1: No, i was just going to say sorry, like a Sega sorry. CD like you've got these uh mm. FMV games uh like uh horror slasher kind of games if you if they like yeah. take something like uh what's the one called uh they released it on Switch as well fuck it's like the, Trap? The, the one yeah night trap if, if they turn that into like an actual movie i don't know like there's some stuff <laughs> in night trap where i was like i don't i don't remember like watching a documentary or something where they're talking about night trap and all the stuff that's in there and how they eventually ended up on night trap with like the garbage yeah. bag vampires and all that <laughs> stuff and the cattle prod or something i'm like this mm-hmm. all sounds like insane in a way if it wasn't a movie i would just love it but i've Mm. I've played that game i bought it like for cheap on the switch and it's like almost it's barely a game really yeah Uh, so i feel like in the whole fmv genre adventure game thing there's a lot there i'm like this would make a really cool or interesting or weird movie but they're just kind of stuck being games so yeah yeah i don't know Uh, like also what would you play those on i don't know (laughs) yeah
0: you could also do like an oh like another thing like it's a almost like a creepy pasta thing like oh i found this unreleased fmv game for this yeah 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 exactly yeah (laughs) Yeah, that'd be good yeah Mm -hmm. um (laughs) (laughs) so amanda also had a question about video games and Mm. that was what video game franchise would be a good movie and who would direct
1: Mm, that's a good question which is tough that that's like right up my alley because I kind of love video game adaptations mm-hmm. like even when they're shit or I don't know they they sometimes they just take a while to yeah to build an appreciation like I remember never yeah. really liking the Mario Brothers movie but now I'm a fan <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, Mortal Kombat is one of those things as well like I've always loved that movie uh, as a like a completely non-critical. I don't know. I want to say like 12 year old when I want to see that in the cinema, I was just like blown away. And even now when I watch it, I have that nostalgia. I'm like, this is still a fun movie. So, you know, kudos. Um, Here's a, here's a side question. hmm.
0: Like everyone talks about how video game movies are bad. They're, they're the worst. (laughs) Like, but what are, like, some of the actually worst? Because everyone says Mario Brothers, Double Dragon, uh, Double Mortal Dragon's Kombat. Great. Shut up. <laughs> Mortal Kombat Annihilation. It's great. The Shut up. <laughs> Res- like, these are all movies that I like. I think are fun.
1: They are, yeah. I, yeah, I'm not sure what the expectations are. Uh, what, what would be a bad video game movie? I don't even know. Maybe I've never seen a bad video game movie.
0: I guess, like, Max Payne. I've
1: never seen this, so I can't say. Like, Max Payne isn't necessarily something... I've never played those games, so yeah, I I have no frame of reference for that stuff. Uh, Yeah,
0: but even just like everyone says, the the movies themselves suck outside of whether they're a good adaptation. And like, yeah, like I can probably think of some stuff like Wing Commander, (laughs) you know, or like yeah, yeah, or or, uh, like I know there was a Hitman one, and I haven't seen it, but but in terms of the ones everyone always says, oh, those are the worst, Super Mario Brothers or whatever. It's like no it's it's kind of interesting
1: <laughs> their brains are just aren't ready to embrace yeah. <laughs> what's going on in those movies those movies are taking some swings and they're just like i don't know it's like it's like you look at uh like bad taste in general as a concept like some people just can't wrap their mind around something ugly being actually interesting mm-hmm. you know i think it's that kind of situation yeah um, I
0: wonder what the Warcraft movie is like. Yeah, I was just
1: looking like <laughs> a video ad- adaptations list. You've got stuff like the Warcraft movie, which I have no interest in that because I have no interest in Warcraft. Uh, uh, what else? Assassin Assassin's Creed. Same thing. I have no oh, yeah, interest in yeah. those yeah. games, so I will not watch that movie. Probably uh, there's an Angry Birds movie. I have not seen it. Um, but those again, those aren't movies that ever come up in like worst ever. Like uh, yeah. maybe Warcraft. I don't know. I truly don't know. Um, Yeah. Even though Warcraft is like a 6.8 on IMDb. So I guess not. Mm. What am I looking at here that has like really low scores? Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li. I've actually recently, like they were talking about that movie in the Discord uh, as it being like really campy. So Mm -hmm. I've sort of taken an interest in that. So I don't know, maybe one day I'll get around to that. But um, I know that has like a really, really low score on Letterboxd as well.
0: Yeah, mm. I I I play a lot of Diablo and the story to Diablo is mm. like pretty like I don't care about the story in those games at all. Yeah, but I feel like somebody if somebody made a Diablo movie that was just like, hey, this is a descent into like monstrous hell dungeons yeah. Yeah. and it was made by somebody with some kind of a like all over the place style, like for some yeah. reason, my mind goes to like like freaked you know or like something where we're we're gonna see yeah yeah, like something where we're gonna see a lot of different types of effects whether it's cgi or practical or stop motion you know or miniatures Mm -hmm. like somebody that has an interesting all over the place thing could be interesting yeah
1: Yeah, that's the thing though with video game adaptations like if i think about video games that i like like there's not a, like re- not a lot of uh, realistic looking video games that I like. So I'm not interested in those getting movies because they they already feel kind of like movies, like especially yeah. the games coming out now. But the stuff that I'm interested in is always like more like colorful, more whimsical, like mm-hmm. I'm a big Nintendo fan. Um, like the only stuff I could think of is something like Doom, um, which they have made Doom movies, but I've seen the first one. I should the- see that. The first one with Carl Urban and, and The Rock, I remember that yeah. being, it's Acceptable. been a while, it's been years <laughs> since I've seen it, but I remember it being not great, but there was still some stuff that made me not hate it, absolutely, mm-hmm. and I know there's been a second one that came out and people didn't react really, they, they weren't kind to that one, um, <laughs> but but yeah the, the one thing i i actually have like one answer i would give in terms of this and it's sort of like a realistic video game sort of but mm-hmm. turned into an animation so i love the resident evil games i don't love all of them but like you know i grew up playing the original and then it mm-hmm. sort of dropped off after four uh and I recently been playing them. i'm actually playing resident evil village right now um and they've made Resident Evil games. And I sort of like those like Paul W.S. Anderson directed and produced movies. I, mm-hmm. I had fun watching all of those. They're like truly empty calories kind of movies. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, I haven't seen the new one yet. I might at one point. I don't know. I'm not in a rush. Um, but I was just thinking like, um, so, you know, uh, Ujicha, the director of Violence Voyager and uh, yeah, yeah. Burning Buddha Man uh okay so he's i follow him on twitter and recently he's been like posting these short videos on youtube just like a couple of minutes long kind of like just testing the waters like one video Mm. will be about like hey i watched the graden clark's without warning on blu-ray and then he talks about that for a couple of minutes (laughs) and the next video is like hey i bought a new camera so i might do some stuff with that hey i bought a fog machine so from now on all my videos is gonna have like <laughs> missed everywhere while I talk. I love it Yeah, it's it's good. Um I commented on one of his videos uh because he was talking about like his wife um is playing the new Pokemon game now on Switch. Mm. And he was saying like he says like yeah, I, I really want to play it, but I can't start, I'll get like sucked in, I won't do anything else. <laughs> so I commented on his YouTube uh just asking him because I was curious. Like I watched Violence Voyager. And I got, like, hints of Resident Evil from that Mm. movie. So I asked him, like, have you ever thought about designing a video game without even Mm. mentioning the Resident Evil thing? And he comments and he says, yeah, ever since I was a kid, I was, like, really into Resident Evil. So I've always wanted to make that kind of game. Yeah. So I was like, man, Uji-chan making, like, a a Resident Evil, like, that kind of animation that he does, like the Gekimation, that kind of animated Resident Evil movie... I would kill for that. That's like Mm. my dream video game franchise movie right now. So that's the answer. Yeah. Or,
0: (laughs) or even like if, if they like that take, speaking of the Misty stuff, like that Mm. take, like that kind of style taking on a Silent Hill story. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah. Like,
1: like horror video you know, games, uh, uh, absolutely.
0: Yeah, like a misty sort of like if even if it was like very much like the first Silent Hill where it's mm-hmm. like somebody in a very weird kind of small town and he's using the fog machine and that kind of cut out animation. Mm-hmm. And then when the things that come out, you know, when the world turns and things come out of the fog, it's like that crazy style. Yeah, that yeah, would yeah. be really cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh... <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know, like in general, I'm just really excited to see what uh, Ujicha does next, because uh, yeah. I love those animation movies that he put out, so, you know, whatever he does next, if it's not like a yeah. video game movie, but if it is, that would be really cool, or if he just like, I don't know, it's it's never going to happen, but if they just let him design a Resident Evil mm-hmm. kind of like spin-off game, and, and that kind of style, like playing him, or, like actually playing a Gekimation video game, mm-hmm. that's just, yeah, I don't know that's yeah. really cool um, uh, imagine
0: his style on a paper mario-esque yeah. rpg exactly. but with like monsters and like crazy yeah shit. yeah
1: exactly <laughs> that's that's the stuff <laughs> yeah i want that
0: <laughs> totally <laughs> uh a, last one really quick because <laughs> we talked for a while about these but amanda also asked us uh what's the worst thing to put inside a claw machine <laughs> and I have to say mm. Night of the Dribbler on DVD.
1: <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, my answer is, <laughs> is going to be the worst thing to put in in a claw machine is money, because those things always seem impossible and a waste of time, so mm. don't put any money in a claw machine. <laughs> Especially <laughs> nice. not if it's Night of the Dribbler on DVD. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, the, the only other thing my mind went to was like, whatever that fish is that you can buy in that container that when it's open, it sprays everywhere and smells the worst. Like if like you had a claw machine where, what is that? Have you ever heard of this? No. What is this? (laughs) It's this like round red tin container. And there's all these videos of people opening them on YouTube and it's supposed to be like literally the most foul smelling thing in the entire world. Mm -hmm. And like, if you open it, it's like pressurized. It might spray everywhere and get it all everywhere. I've never heard of this. Um, I'll, I'll Google fish tin bad smell. Fish tin bad smell. Okay. <laughs> um, Good band name. Uh, Sir Stroming.
1: Oh, it's oh, okay. It's like a Swedish. Sweden.
0: Yeah. Um, so, like that in a claw machine where you don't know what you're getting in it and then it <laughs> falls. And when it hits the bottom to like bend mm-hmm. out to you, it pops
1: mm-hmm. open. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I do know what this is. Like the surf strumming thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, that no one's going to fish for that shit. No. No. But it has to be like a thing. If if you go in, you don't know. Like maybe that's yeah. a surprise. That's what's in something and you don't know. Mm-hmm. You know? Because no one's going to put in money and, and be like, I want that fish in a thing. uh In a yeah. thin thing. You, it no, to, it's
0: like you'll get an iPad, and yeah. it, but it's a fish. Yeah, it's surf strumming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that won't be the worst.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, OK, so let's get into some news of releases. I have a couple here. Mm. Um, I, I did want to mention, so Vinegar Syndrome has been really leaning into the partner uh, labels. They, mm-hmm. they have a ton of them and they are releasing a movie called Wolfpack and this this is a movie that i have had like a vhs rip of forever mm-hmm. And like a month or two ago, when we decided, like, hey, in the new year, Cred Buddy screenings, we're probably gonna, like, you know, uh, just just kind of program a bunch of stuff that we have that we can get, you know, or, you know, we're not putting like an insane amount of effort into like what's the theme for every month. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, Wolfpack is this movie that I've heard a lot about, and yeah, yeah. and I we have a VHS rip of it, so let's watch it. Yeah. And so now I'm like, I'm I, like, we're still gonna screen it, but now I'm kind of like uh i really want to see it on (laughs) blu-ray
1: yeah of course yeah yeah Mm. is Um, that the one with the like a football player doing like a nazi salute on the cover yeah yeah okay yeah i know the one yeah i've not seen yeah it's
0: like it's like about a high school that like gets taken over by you know white supremacist-esque sports dudes Mm, okay um yeah, and it looks really good, and it's cool to see something like that. Like, like with these partner labels, we're seeing even more kind of like off the beaten path things get releases, and it's just cool. So nice.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool stuff. Yeah, so much stuff being um, released on Blu-ray, where where you're like, it's it's cool that there's an audience for that stuff, but mm-hmm. it's kind of surprising. <laughs>
0: yeah. Mm. And, and I got to give a shout out to Canadian International Pictures. They put out the Ernie game Blu-ray that I bought. Mm. They they did announce that the next releases for them through Vinegar Syndrome's partner label is uh, The Devil at Your Heels, 1981. Oh, yeah. I
1: saw that on your trailer just just yeah, now. man. That, so that's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's such a great documentary. Jesus. Yeah. I would get uh, that. Totally. And,
0: and a couple others, uh, cat in the bag, 1964 and, and the rainbow boys, 1973, which I have heard of has Donald Pleasance in it. Um, so just awesome to see more Canadian stuff getting released. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and I also tweeted about uh, the appointment, a British film mm. uh, directed by Lindsay G Lynn, Lindsay C Vickers. Um, this has been, kind of circulating around as a kind of hidden gem, kind of uh, atmospheric, weird, like folky kind of horror movie. And it's really good. And you've only ever been able to see it like on a really musty, crusty VHS (laughs) and... (laughs) And, uh, the, the, the tweet for this did say that they're putting it out in standard def only because, you know, they've lost all the original materials, but, oh. a, 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 an official standard def release, you know, of this movie mm-hmm. is going to be better than the VHS. So, yeah, okay. So, so exciting.
1: Standard def. What does that mean? Like 2k or not even?
0: Probably not even. It'd probably just be like a DVD. Oh,
1: okay. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah you know, beggars, but can be yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: It'll be, it'll be the best version of whatever yeah, yeah, the yeah. best copy of the movie is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So be it. So that's exciting. Um, the appointments, it's really cool. It's super, um, it's super weird. Okay. I just remember it being really sort of like, there's not a lot to grab onto, uh, but the, the, the tone and weirdness of the movie really carries you through. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. So those are what I'm excited about for sure. Um, nice in terms of releases sweet yeah but we've got to talk about some crud then crud! which is the part of the show where we talk about the things that we've been watching hmm. yeah what have you been watching uh, my dude so <laughs> i i watched two new zealand films recently
1: oh two of them uh, i know you watched one yeah. of them uh i can't remember the title but so so
0: yeah. i don't know what it was that that popped this up. I think I saw somebody tweet about it. Mm. Um, I know that Elric Kane of the pure cinema podcast and, and some other podcasts had, had written about it. It's 1985 shaker run. Mm. Um, and this is a movie with cliff Robertson and Leif Garrett. And uh, yeah, it's from New Zealand. It's about this, uh, <clears throat> this stunt man and his assistant, and how they are going to be hired by this doctor uh, woman who is basically like, I'm stealing this, like weird bio agent chemical thing from my research facility and i need Hmm. you to like transport it so it's like sounds like
1: resident evil
0: (laughs) it's it's interesting because it's like part stunt driving chase movie and part like but it's like this lethal agent you can't you know it's like part sci-fi underneath it um but the whole movie is just like um lots of them driving around lots Lots of of really fun stunt driving and stunt jumping Mm. and good car chases and uh yeah i feel like this is another one of those movies where at the end of my letterbox review i was like when can i see this in high def when Mm. can i get like a good because this would really i think benefit from that like Um, the pace isn't amazing. It's not like a super action packed movie. Um, but when it is popping off and there's cool car chases and stuff, it's just like a really fun movie. I feel like, uh, it's a bit overlooked.
1: Yeah. I've never heard of this one.
0: Yeah. So, Shaker run 85. And then when I was looking at Bruce Morrison, oh, yeah, the director. You,
1: yeah, the other one. Yeah, I'm just looking yeah. at Bruce Morrison's uh, movies as well now. So I see that you have a review yeah. for the other one as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, so Queen City Rocker a year later, 1986. Mm. This is like a, like a teen revenge, youth and revolt movie somebody on letterbox said like it's a new zealand teens gone wrong wild movie that should sit beside river's edge suburbia and over the edge Hmm. um and so yeah it's like a really cool movie it's about this this kid named ska (laughs) oh yeah i remember
1: your review now
0: (laughs) yeah um his sister works at like a massage parlor and he's like you don't have to work there it's like kind of upscale like escort massage parlor Mm -hmm. and so he decides he's going to go in and break her out and so they go and they rough up this this place and and um the guy that owns it decides like i'm gonna get back at you for doing this and it's this kind of like back and forth between the teens and this older dude and Mm -hmm it's really good it's like got a cool soundtrack and you know it's it's a lot of like a slice of life with the teens Mm -hmm. and so it it has a good balance between like oh this is like a cool movie looking at these teens and their life like wandering the streets and stuff with also like a bit of a revenge plot to like kick things into gear once in a while Mm -hmm. um yeah i i thought both of these movies were like kind of just the right you know hidden gem you know they're not Amazing five star masterpieces, but both of them were really entertaining, cool. uh, really well done, and and deserve like some better releases because he Bruce Morrison seems like a talented director, they both look nice, and hmm. yeah, so yeah, see their um, check them out, like
1: at least one of them is on Tubi, it says here, okay, Let's see, okay, like Queen, <laughs> yeah, Queen City Rocker is on Tubi, and the other one is not okay, so uh, people can watch it on Tubi if they have Tubi, yeah, uh, Sweet. I don't, but. Yeah, you know, there's there's <laughs> ways to access to <laughs> it's not that hard. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. How, how did you come across these movies again? Because like New New Zealand, when I think of New Zealand cinema, I think Peter Jackson, that's more or less it. I yeah. think
0: I, I think I saw somebody tweet about Shaker Run. It was just one oh, of those okay. like somebody who tweets like a movie saying like Shaker Run 85, a good stunt movie mm-hmm. like deserves to be seen. And I was like, oh, I'll watch
1: that. <laughs> OK, cool. That's yeah. sometimes that's all it takes. Let's see, New Zealand yeah. cinema in the eighties. Yeah, there's a lot popping up on, on Letterbox. That's like not necessarily strictly New Zealand. I mean, like you've got like mm. Merry Christmas, Mister Lawrence, which is like Japan as well. And mm. yeah, of course, Peter Jackson stuff. Next of kin is a movie I have uh, yeah. seen, but I I barely remember it. To be honest, I like that. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's sort of like a cult uh, movie. I don't know if that's ever probably. Uh, I feel like the has. I think to. it might have been. Is that out on Blu-ray or? I think it is. I feel like it yeah, got it a release. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah. Yes. I don't know where or PAL it says here. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: So. Severin put it out. There you go. Okay.
1: Yeah. When I saw yeah. it, was definitely not out on Blu-ray but, uh, yet. I yeah, remember seeing like a DVD version uh, at best. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Some nice. So what? What have you been watching? Stories? Um, I've been watching. I've been watching like more monster movies lately. I don't know. It's just been a while since I watched like pretty much every godzilla movie and every gamera movie um but i just i don't know it was just so much that i skipped a couple here and there uh movies that looked less essential even though like uh, especially in terms of gamera i have all of the gamera movies on the blu-ray set from Arrow. so you know um even if i
0: wait 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 you said gamera
1: i did Uh here clenching my fist, <laughs> pumping my fist to yeah. a jam. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think like last time I might have said like I, after Gamera vs. Baragon, that I had finally seen every Gamera movie. But I forgot about Gamera Super Monster, um, yeah. which is the last of the Showa era, the, the first uh, mm. series of Gamera movies, which started in the 60s. And this one came out in 1980. Like a real, mm. I don't know, like a lot of people are going to say the series went out on a whiff with this last one because it's it's mostly a clip show. Just like a yeah. a lot of regurgitated uh, fights. Like every monster that Gamera fights in the previous, I want to say maybe five movies, all those fights, fights, like the same footage just gets used and they sort of like weave a plot around it. Like I couldn't really tell if it was, uh, are these just the same fights with the same monsters? Or are we, are we led <laughs> to believe these are different fights with the same monsters, even though it's the same footage? Or, <laughs> or is all of this concurrently happening with the events of the previous movies from a different point of view, which is the new footage that's shot around mm. it with like a, a spaceship somewhere off in deep outer space that's giving... Orders to the monsters to attack Gamera. and then you've got the subplot with the the benign space women on Earth who have <laughs> who have like uh, um, secret identities. Like one of them works in a pet shop and stuff, and they do like this like I don't know like Power Ranger morphing time, cute little dance every time they change <laughs> outfits, uh, and sometimes a laser comes at them, which is from the spaceship in deep outer space. <laughs> it's it's super goofy and i i can't hate it it's i just found it so likable and all the like green screen effects and the the women flying in space like some real superman four level shit uh yeah i don't know this movie is like of the original series of gamma movies all of them don't have great like uh average ratings on letterbox and I still blame MST3K for making people believe those movies aren't good, but they're actually yeah. all really fun. Uh, and this one, most of all, has, like, the worst rating on Letterboxd than and just about anywhere, really. And people either complain about the fact that it's just a clip show, or then I see other people cl- complaining about the new footage with the space women, And, like, this movie just can't win. Um, mm mm-hmm. But I enjoyed it a lot, actually. Like, maybe, okay, I'm coming in knowing it's a clip show. So there's no, like, false expectations of anything. But I don't know, like, if you're a Gamera fan, and if you, I will also say, like, it's been a couple of years since I watched all the original movies. So coming to a clip show now, a couple of years later, that that, that feels less bitter than doing it, like, right after. Like, if I watched them all in succession in, like, a week, I would probably not be paying attention to the clips of the, the, the fights that I had just seen in the other movies.
0: That's what I was thinking. Mm. Cause I was kind of thinking like, um, you know, if you watched this, if you got the box set and you watched like five movies and then you put this on, you're like, this is like half shit from the movies I just watched. Yeah. Then maybe you're, and this the new stuff's not even that great. Then maybe you're thinking, <laughs> yeah, I'm rating this one star yeah. or whatever. But like, even then if you're coming to it, like, <laughs> This is going to be a bunch of the cool parts from other movies the and some parts. more silly stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's honestly it's the best part of all the movies. It's just reused footage, which ticks people <laughs> ticks people off. And then, yeah, the new stuff. I don't know, love it or hate it. I loved it. Um, I love goofy stuff like the Gamera movies. They're I don't know. This that's just what they are. They're kind of dodgy and goofy, and they're very much B movies. But all of them are so I, I didn't feel it was like out of place the the new stuff mm-hmm. um the subplot with the space woman and but yeah i don't know again I, I came in not expecting much and i ended up loving it i'm like why do people, like especially gamma fans how can you dislike this movie that's just like all the best parts of the previous movies with some added goofy shit <laughs> so so there you know uh Gamera super yeah. monster i say watch it don't watch it right after the others like leave some space and when you're like man i'm missing missing that old showa era gamera magic then you reach for Gamera super monster and yeah i don't nice. i can't believe you will hate it i, I just can't
0: <laughs> yeah yeah mm. i i as always like i have so much more gamma to go and I've and i i need to watch more of the uh the show era mm-hmm
1: for sure they're great for very different reasons than the new uh well new Mm. ones they're not new at this point anymore but the 90s trilogy you know yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) it's it's, uh i don't know i love both but if i had to pick i would probably go for the showa era uh Mm. same with godzilla there's like very cool godzilla movies that came after the showa era but that that uh yeah you just can't beat the showa era i feel it's all like the most goofy admittedly also the most yeah. handmade feeling. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's definitely like uh more than with Gamera, I feel like with Godzilla is always the discussion, like which is your favorite period. Like most people won't say the millennium, yeah, the millennium period. But some people will show will swing either Showa or Heisei. But mm. yeah, I don't know. Like I feel like there's more fun movies in the Showa era. There's also just like more movies there. There's like, I don't know, I want to say like 15 or maybe a little less. Um but yeah i don't know it just can't measure up to the era. that's that's my favorite that's my <laughs> jam but yeah that's me you know nice yep. monster movies all Love right them. monster
0: movies Gamera super monster 1980
1: mm-hmm. what about you Check something else out. you
0: want to wrap? yeah i got i got one more here mm-hmm. to bring up uh so i i watched this movie called drying up the streets hmm um and i watched it because i previously talked about a movie called obsessed aka hitting home from 1988 directed by robert spry- robin spry sorry <laughs> and uh this is another movie by robin spry and it's about an ex junkie who um, is kicking, uh, kicking the junk, and this this guy is like, I need you to help me infiltrate, you know, uh, the Toronto drug culture mm-hmm. um, because your daughter is there, and so it's this kind of like Canadian take on Schrader's hardcore. Um, But Mm -hmm. if if George C. Scott was also a drug addict trying to stay straight.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm Um, I'm seeing reviews on Letterboxd. letterbox. This sounds intense.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's bleak. It was uh, created by the CBC for television. uh, And and I was surprised at how bleak it was for a TV movie. Mm -hmm. You know, um, this is what uh, 1978 so there was like some nudity and stuff that I was surprised about. Mm. But it is like, yeah, it's this really bleak movie about this guy who's trying to stay straight, trying to go undercover in like the world of prostitution. Uh, he's He ends up cooking drugs. He ends up like uh, adjacent to like like child prostitution and like all this different stuff. And it's really fucked up. But if you like the kind of really bleak, gritty uh you know dramas in in these kinds of really fucked up worlds like for a movie produced by the cbc i was like this is like pretty intense uh Mm -hmm. it's it's really good uh the performances are really good don franks plays the main guy who was in my bloody valentine uh was in one of the voices in rock and rule Um, and yeah, so like it tons of, of shots of like, you know, CD Toronto, young street back when it kind of, uh, was like Toronto's version of times square, (laughs) (laughs) a really CD strip of of Young Street, and yeah, if this is another one, like every movie I've been watching lately, I've been like, you know, I want a good copy of this. There's got to be a good copy, a good print of this somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, somewhere in, Toronto, in the vaults. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's really good. Um, and if you are interested, the the Robin Spry movie, Obsessed. Uh- aka hitting home that recently went up on youtube there's this this channel on youtube called encore plus yeah. and they upload canadian shit oh, cool. and yeah they uploaded like a better than you can find anywhere else copy of of obsessed which was a really cool movie so oh, cool. check it yeah, out i'm looking
1: at the robin spryce movies he has one with margot kidder called keeping track
0: yeah that's been on my watch list yeah uh, i think i actually have a copy of that but oh
1: I, uh, any any other ones from you? Yeah, one one last one. Uh, just uh, circling back on some classic cinema that I discovered. Like making some really cool discoveries still here and there. Uh, I don't know how well known this movie is. It's it's a movie called Don't bother to knock from 1952, mm. directed by Ro- uh, Roy Ward Baker. Uh, did a lot, of, a lot of Hammer movies. Um, mm. you know, I'm I'm not an expert on Hammer movies at all, but I did know that director's name um he did movies called asylum equator mass in the pit and he also did oh yeah um, yeah legend of the seven gold vampires which is the i think the only shaw brothers hammer collaboration Mm. so i I believe it was this director roy ward baker and chang Che. they both worked on that one Uh, i've never seen it but i I know it's just like um kind of a unique collaboration that they did in the 70s Uh th- this one absolutely not a horror movie very unlike the other movies I saw on his filmography on Letterboxd um so I was sort of expecting a noir from this one uh not sure why I guess like the title and the, and the and the cover sort of made it feel like a noir um but yeah of all the movies like classic cinema movies that I watched in January this one really impressed me and and I, yeah. I think of all the movies in January I think back on this one the most. Um, mm. So this one starts Richard Widmark, who is who, sort of a discovery of mine as well. I wasn't very familiar with his work, but I think he's like a phenomenal actor and he's like really good at playing like a dirty rat. Um, <laughs> whenever he's something else in a movie, I'm like, eh. Like I, I watched this other movie. I, I forget who, who directed it. Panic in the Streets. And he plays like the most sensible guy in that movie. I was like, this this feels off. Like Richard Whitmark has to be like a real a real snake or or it's just <laughs> not working for me. But yeah, he's in this and he's great. Um, you've also got Anne Bancroft in like her first major role, I believe. Like I I, I just couldn't get over how young she looked in this. I was like, mm. damn, Anne Bancroft, like um seeing her like I, I just couldn't believe she was already acting in the fifties. Like, I don't know, like that didn't mm. match up with my image of her (laughs) somehow um but (laughs) in that sense it made sense that it was her first movie uh but then i was kind of like i'm kind of like burying the lead here uh this is a movie starring marilyn monroe and she is Mm. basically the main draw and i don't know if you've ever seen much in terms of like marilyn monroe movies like i don't know uh what's the big one um with jack lemon and tony curtis fuck some like it hot most people have seen that one um and in most Marilyn Monroe movies, she will get typecast as the ditsy blonde, um, but not not the case for this one. This is this is something different. Uh, so this is about a bunch of people who are staying at the hotel, each under their own like different circumstances. You've got like Richard Widmark's uh, character; he's about to like break up, or well, Anne Bancroft is about uh, about to break up with him. And then you've got Marilyn Monroe's character. She's the niece of a guy who works at the hotel, and she's there to babysit for some folks. Um, And they're staying in rooms across each other. Like, they can sort of, like, the way the hotel is constructed, they are in opposite windows. So they can sort of see each other, and they make a date to, like, meet up. You know, Mm. uh, Richard Whitmark, uh, his relationship with Anne Bancroft isn't over yet, but he's already, like, going for Marilyn Monroe and, you know. He's just that kind of guy. Like, he's kind of a dirty, like, skis ball in this, but not... <laughs> you dirty rat. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, like I said, I, I thought this would turn into murder or something. Like, I was expecting, like, the noir stuff to hit. Um, but it, it sort of plays out differently. Like, it has nothing to do with murder, but it's it's it, it sort of gets into, like, PTSD and emotional trauma. Like, you find out along the way that uh, Marilyn Monroe's character, she lost her husband in the war. Uh, He was a pilot in the war and Richard Whitmark's character happens to be a pilot as well. So she really latches onto him and he slowly starts to realize that she's like mentally not in a really good place. Uh, He he doesn't take advantage Mm. of that or anything, but it just like the way the movie escalates, it has like sort of like an exploitation-y, thrillery escalation, which is really fun. But then on the flip side, it also has like that emotional trauma aspect to it, which for me made the movie so much more than just like cheap thrills, which it has. Um, But yeah, I was just like mostly really impressed with Marilyn Monroe in this movie and just surprised at the fact that I was impressed by her. Like, I don't know. Uh, Mm. It's just like one of those actresses, it, it seemed kind of like, I don't know. Probably based on the movie she was in, and the ba- and the way she was being typecast, sort of like a vapid uh, presence. But now I'm like, man, there's a lot going on there, and in her performance as well, like the um, the fragility that she manages to per- portray in that, just super impressive. Um, there's even some stuff in the movie in terms of like suicidal behavior, and you know, looking at the movie in hindsight, the way uh, Marilyn Monroe's actual life played out. So I believe she will like 10 years after uh this movie Mm. came out sort of um just you can't help but think like while she was doing the movie was she already struggling with those kind of thoughts uh and yeah did it uh, led her to like tap into that for the for the movie and is that why it's so good because it's like i don't know man it's like i said it's a movie i keep thinking about the most in terms of like the like older movies i've been watching in january and um, I'm definitely going to watch more Marilyn Monroe movies though, <laughs> because I want to know if there's like more um, mm-hmm. to her than you know. I've seen some like at all, and I've seen some other movies like what's someone uh, Monkey Business with uh, Carrie oh, yeah, Grant? Yeah. She's in that as well, but again, she just plays like a, a silly little secretary, ditzy blonde. You know, same old thing. You're like, okay, uh, it's this is getting old. Uh, you know. I'm sure uh, your yeah. sure men who are going to the movies in the fifties thought that was all. Yeah. They, that's all they wanted, I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, this movie is, uh, don't bother to knock It's, It's, I thought it was really impressive. Uh, it's pretty short as well. I believe it's like, I don't know, like maybe 70 minutes, something. So it's okay. Nice. Yeah. It's really lean and it's really, there's a lot of payoff. I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: I will have to do some kind of a like no maybe Noir November or, mm. or something this month where I can get some in, the, in our Cred Buddies challenge where I can get some older stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, that's another one of my things is watching mm. more older movies this year. so Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. I,
1: uh, I've been talking about the stuff, so you can take those as recommendations yeah. or if you want, totally. I can like uh, put together a list of like must sees kind of. I don't know. Yeah. There's another like yeah. Richard Widmark movie called uh, Night and the City that I recently recommended to, to Justin as well, uh, you know, uh, yeah. Heather's husband, he's in the discord mm-hmm. sometimes as well. And I saw him log in and he really liked it. So, I was, nice, I was happy that, uh, yeah, it, it seemed up his alley, but yeah, that's another really like Richard Mid- Whitmark. Like I haven't seen a lot of duds with him like this. The Don't bother to knock night in the city. You've also, I believe he's in Oh fuck. What's the movie called? They remade it in the 90s, Kiss of Death, the original Kiss of Death. Oh, yeah, yeah. he's in that as well. And again, playing like a, a villain, dirty rat, sleazeball character. <laughs> uh, oh, and Roadhouse, Roadhouse. Uh, there's another movie called Roadhouse, came out in the, I believe, 40s with Ida Lupino, uh, Cornel Wilde and Richard Widmark, again, playing the villain character and doing it so fucking incredible. Uh, that's another movie I'm, yeah. I, I, I'm sort of like I'm sad I haven't been able to talk about Roadhouse <laughs> more because that movie when I saw that Uh, again, I, I couldn't stop thinking about it for weeks. So, you know, take that as another extra recommendation in terms of that.
0: Yeah. It was crazy how in the forties they got away with that ripping the
1: throat out scene. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's, that's not in there. I I do love Patrick Swayze Roadhouse a whole lot as well. So, uh, I think my review of the forties one was just like, man, I can't believe there's two perfect movies called Roadhouse. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, okay. So that was, what was the name of that movie?
1: Uh, don't bother to knock.
0: Don't bother to knock. Uh, we had drying up the streets. We had Gamera super monster, super monster. Uh, and the first one I ta- Oh, yeah, uh, and New Zealand's double. Yeah. Shaker run.
1: Oh, okay. Shaker run. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, Sweet. That's an hour. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the show. Uh, as always, go to back row.com. Uh, in the side menu, you can go to the Patreon. You know, we're gonna have lots of good stuff there this year, lots of uh, bonuses. Like I mentioned, there's a whole video podcast up there of my interview with Shadow Stevens.
1: Nice,
0: you can listen to it if you want, but there's also the video, so you know, yeah. check it out. Yeah. And Carla, you had be- best first time watches of, yeah, yeah, 2021? just in the nick of time, I
1: managed to put out my best, uh, you know, I just 10 movies, some, some favorites. Yeah, exactly. Like 10 favorite (laughs) discoveries I've made a lot of discoveries, but, uh, if you want to know more movies that I managed to discover in the, in 2021, Mm -hmm. the list, check out the back row article and on the bottom, my letterbox list with more favorites is linked as well. So it's all
0: there. Hell yeah. Uh, and otherwise as always, uh, take it easy and yeah, we will see you in a while. Crocodile.